Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to one of your first pre-season streams. You're joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by Praz. Praz FPL, how's it going? Uh, going very well, thank you. And it's a pleasure to be on with the one and only Andy of FPL. Not Sonaldo, not Andy Let's Talk FPL, but Andy Mode. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> we should say as well, this is definitely, most definitely the first time we have recorded this stream, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. We had no sound issues in the previous one and we're good to go. No, exactly. And if people in the chat could just very, very quickly let us know if the sound is okay now, that would be fantastic. Um, so tonight, obviously, we're going to be talking about Haaland. He has now joined Man City. There was a lot of rumours that he would be joining at some point and now it has materialised. He is going to be leading the line for Manchester City next uh, next next season and hopefully beyond that, obviously. Um, what were your initial reactions when he signed? Look, mixed feelings as a Man United fan. I mean, it's one of those where a team that needs a striker goes out and buys the best young striker in the game. It reminded me a lot of when Man United bought Rooney and, you know, the whole world was like, you know, why should they get him when they're the best team on the planet? Well, they have got Holland. So while it's um, while it's a um, it's an exciting signing for City, it's an exciting signing for FPL. So here we are talking all things Holland. See, that's exactly it. Like, you want these players to be coming into the league because you want to be able to pick them in FPL. That's what makes FPL so exciting. Like, it's one reason why everybody was getting so excited about Messi potentially joining last year, wasn't it? It was just because you want to say you can pick him in FPL. Ronaldo had the same. Haaland's the same. And even if it's just that you're playing this game for fun, the fact that, you know, Erling Haaland is now in the game, that, that big striker, that big, young, exciting striker, it's just brilliant, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And at a time when we were, you know, we were all debating whether the striker slot should be dead and, you know, we have nobody and here's a guy who's going to be competing against the likes of Salas and Sons and actually be putting his hand up potentially to be a captain week in, week out. So always, always good to have competition from an FPL perspective. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we're going to jump straight into it because these these pre-season videos we're trying to do are going to be fairly short. They're going to be about 20, 25 minutes, 25 minutes tops. I'm on I'm on strict orders to keep Praz as brief as possible. Uh, <laughs> which we That's why the sound was the cut off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, let's have a look at the first pitch then. And that is where Haaland fits into the team. I mean, it, it's not too much of a jump to say that he's going to be playing up front. He's going to be playing up front for the majority of games that he is fit, we we believe. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking about his fitness a little bit later on. But, um, I mean, he's fitting straight into that team up top there. It's very interesting to say, though, that he is he is an out-and-out striker, isn't he? He's not this player that is going to be false nine, fake eight. He's going to be leading that line. And I think the way Pep's going to manage him is that the people around him are going to create and make do all the running and he is just going to be that that target up front. I mean, do you see that being an easy transition for him to get into this team or do you feel like there might be a little a few little problems with that, you know, kind of teething issues? I think there will be a little bit of just him kind of settle into the team, but you back a city type machine, right, to make it work. I mean, all it takes is basically for Pep to say that, you know, when, when Mares is crossing the ball from the right, Sterling, you stay off the centre, let Haaland be in the centre and you stay a little bit towards the left. And obviously there's more nuances to that in terms of how the ball is 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 passed around. 
I think you may see more Bernardo and and uh, De Bruyne not getting into the box as much because again Haaland will be the guy in the box. Mm. But in terms of the how the engine works, I think he will slot right in because all you need is um, you know City is the team that creates the most xG pretty much consistently over the last five years. But they've also been the team that also underperforms that XG consistently. And there's a guy who has a pedigree of scoring goals and creating and and scoring that uh, that XG created. So I think this should translate into more goals. But not only for City. I think City already scored a lot of goals. It basically means that maybe, maybe we'll we'll start to see a talisman-type player which we didn't have at City, you know, which we have at Liverpool and even at uh, clubs like Spurs. And of course, we've had that talisman for City before in Aguero. So we we know that Pep can do it. We know that he can accommodate that striker up top, and that that striker will you know benefit from from all the players behind him as well. Obviously, he had David Silva, um, who was absolutely incredible behind him as well. And it was Aguero that everybody wanted to own. Um, and I feel like that is what is in the back of my head thinking this will probably work because of that. Obviously, they've had two, three seasons without it. They've had two, three seasons where they've spread their goals out. But I think that was more from necessity, wasn't it? You know, Pep's kind of saying, this is how we need to play at the moment without a striker. And now when that striker comes in, I feel like it is just all going to change again, ready for Haaland to come in, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, when, when we're looking at the lineups uh, for, for the listeners, so, I mean, I think I think it's pretty clear how City will set up. What this puts in my mind, though, is how does that work with with Grealish? I mean, he's the other 100 million signing from last year, right? I mean, right now, we haven't put Grealish into the starting lineup, probably rightly so. Foden's been the guy on the left. But then Foden was also the guy who played up top when Grealish did start. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are, for example, saying this will be Grealish's season. He's had one season to kind of bed into the team. He was also pretty good in terms of chances created, even though we didn't see it in, enough in terms of FPL output. But if Grealish becomes a more pivotal part of the team, where does Foden go? And if Foden does play more up top, what happens to the minutes that Haaland gets? So that's that's one thing that we always will have to watch out with the City team, even more so if you're forking out 11 and a half, 12 million for the player. Yeah, and... It's but it's interesting to talk about the fact that obviously Jesus is most probably leaving, although he hasn't really played up top that much. He has been on the wing, hasn't he? Uh, but it is the fact that Alvarez is signing as well. Now, there's a lot of hype about him too, so he's probably going to get a few minutes. He might most likely be, you know, a kind of FA Cup, League Cup player in terms of getting most of his minutes in there. But there is that competition there. It isn't that, you know, Haaland is a Harry Kane where they literally have no other striker on their books. I think Scarlett's the only other player they've got. Um, so it isn't that he doesn't have competition. And like Praz has just said, they do have Foden that can play up there. They do have the option of not playing any striker up there. So he could potentially get managed, couldn't he? He could. And then you have to introduce the other complication of five subs this year. Even if he does get consistent starts, he pretty much will be the guy who comes off because it's a new league, it's more physical. Yeah. Um, you know, he's had. We'll come to that in in uh, in 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 a couple of slides later, which is his injury injury issues. Mm-hmm. So he will be the guy who will always be at the top of the list to come off, or the guy whose managed minutes are managed if they're in you know a heavy Champions League game the week past or one that's coming up. Yeah. No. Exactly. I mean, interesting. But I don't know. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here a little bit. But how much do you think he'll be? <laughs> 11 and a half. I mean, it's all relative. So I think he'll be slightly cheaper than uh, than Salah. So yeah. 0.5. So if Salah is 12, he should be 11 and a half. And I think he'll be slightly more expensive than Kane. And I think that's a controversial one. Because, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think um, that. I think he's going to be 0.5 less than Kane. Really? I really? do. Because... I, I, 
Kane's got Kane's got the pedigree. Kane's been in this league and done it every or pretty much every single year he's been in here. And I'm wondering whether they price Haaland 0.5 less and then it make I, I don't know. Or they put in the same price. I, I'd be very, very surprised if Kane is less though. Really? I mean, I, it's the sun factor, although you can argue with, mm. with Haaland, there's the KDB factor or the Foden factor. But look, I think whatever you price him at, there's going to be a fear of missing out, massive fear of missing out with, with Haaland. And, you know, one of the things that I... It's it's a pet peeve when I look at the FPL website. They show this team selected by, which I don't like. You know, like people should pick their game week one team absent of knowing what everyone else is do doing, right? Yeah. Um, but they do show it, and what happens is you're going to see it day one. FPL opens Haaland twenty percent. It's going to go creep up and up and up by game week one. It's going to be forty odd percent. Do you do you, do you agree? It's going to be forty plus. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the thing is, like Werner was about there, wasn't he? And and yeah. he did. <laughs> There was a hype around Werner, but Haaland's a different beast for me. You know, Werner was that kind of, he's coming in and he has streaks. And if he starts going, he'll really keep going. Whereas Haaland, like, I'm struggling to see many possibilities where as long as he's fit and he's playing, I'm struggling to see possibilities where he's not just going to score goals. So, and I I feel like Haaland as well is a bit more of a household name with the casuals as well. You know, he's, he's that player that I think a lot of people know anyway. And absolutely, I, I feel like he's, he, especially signing for City as well which is a team that everybody knows attacks and is winning the league most seasons. And I feel like he's going to be, like you said, 40, 50% easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's going to basically shape the structure and it's going to shape a lot of the early season potential for people. Because if you choose to be boring and go with Haaland, I don't know if that is boring, yeah. but at least from an ownership perspective, it'll be boring. Or you go for a cane, which if you think is um, you know similarly priced, you could really make gains one way or the other. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I mean, we've got a little slide here to show you which is his goal scoring, which is, I mean, when he's fit, his goal scoring is just ridiculous. So for, for Dortmund, he scored 86 goals and 89 appearances across all competitions. He scored 62 goals and 67 appearances in the Bundesliga. Um, he's always been a great goal scorer. For, for um, Salzburg, he scored you know more goals than games he played. So the pedigree's there. He, he he knows how to score goals. You know, he's obliterating that, you know, one in two, which is what is supposedly supposed to be a good striker. He's getting one in one pretty much. So yeah. it's there, isn't it? He, he is that goal scorer. And City creates so many chances that it's hard to believe that he's not going to be a success at City, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And he's he's matching. So we looked at, this isn't shown in the, on the slide, but we looked at some of his underlying stats as well. So yes, he's scoring the goals, but he's even creating the underlying stats. Uh, if you look at the non-pen XG and XA created, uh, so basically taking out any penalty duties that the players have, he's ahead of Kane and Son. So on a per 90 basis, he's around 0.9. Kane and Son are about 0.7. He's almost equal to Salah. The only player in Europe that's ahead of him with a lot of goals is Lewandowski. And he's obviously, we know he's not human. So <laughs> this guy, we know when he's on the pitch, he's get he's creating the chances, he's getting the goals, and basically he's he's legit. And then you add the fact that he could potentially be on penalties. I don't know what you think. I mean, do you think he'll take penalties at City? I I think it's about whether he wants penalties. I think I think if he wants them, I'd be very, very surprised if they don't let him have them, basically. I mean, I know you've got some stats about the penalties he's taken. Um, obviously, at the moment, it's between De Bruyne and Mares, But I think to try and get a striker like that, a young striker, you know, into his stride, 
I'd be shocked if there was a penalty and he didn't take it because they want him to be that man up top that's getting them 30, 40 goals a season. You know, there, there is nothing that says he cannot get 30 to 40 goals this season. There, there's nothing out there because of the amount of competitions that he's playing in. He should be able to, you know, that should be his target, really. Um, and if he's got penalties as well, that's such an easy way for him to just, you know, help stat pad it a little bit. And in FPL wise, if he's on penalties as well, it bumps him up to that next level, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, there's a question in the chat from Samir whether he takes penalties. So at Dortmund, he shares the penalties with Emre Chan. Uh, so Emre Chan used to be the main penalty taker. Haaland's sort of taken over that mantle. Obviously, he's left now. But uh, over the last couple of seasons, he scored about nine penalties and missed one. So he's pretty good at them. And, uh, you know, you'd expect and he takes them for Norway. Obviously, he, he took one against Sweden, I think, over the weekend. So, look, he's good at penalties. He's hungry, he's greedy, you know, it reminds me a lot of Salah in terms of, you know, if he'll want the goals, he'll probably take the pens off, right? I mean, City don't really have a clear penalty taker anyway. Yeah. Uh, Mares takes them, but he misses a lot. I mean, I remember Mares missing some crucial penalties, uh, for example, the one against Liverpool a season or two ago. Yeah. So it's there for him to take because KDB doesn't look like the most confident penalty taker. He's never kind of put his hand up and taken. So it's there for Haaland, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And KDB's never looked that assured, has he? He's never looked like he's been the man that wants to take them, whereas I feel like Haaland is going to be that man. I feel like he yeah. is going to be the one that says, yeah, I'll take these. And for such Absolutely. a young bloke as well, um, he, he just the he exudes kind of confidence, doesn't he? And I think he is going to be that man that takes them. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't, but what we want in that first game is for them to have a penalty and we find out who takes them. <laughs> uh, unless he's gone off after 70 minutes, which um, is a possibility because the other problem that we've got with Haaland is the fact that he is starting to get a little bit more injured than he was before at the beginning of his career. He's a big bloke. He's athletic. He puts himself about on the pitch. And with the fact that he's now coming into a more physical league as well, like Bundesliga isn't, isn't the least physical, but I think now he's coming into probably the most physical league in the world. It could be a case that he starts to pick up a few more injuries. With the fact he's, you know, he's muscular, he's big, he's athletic. Obviously, it's the muscular injury, injuries that come up. And you can see here at the, the table that I've put up on the screen that he is starting to miss a little bit more time. Even in the last year, um, you know, he's missed 18 days, 35 days, 42 days. And it all seems to be with hip flexors, muscular problems, things like that, which is, you know, kind of obvious with the, how big he is and, and how much he moves around as well. Does this worry you a little bit, Praz? I mean, injured players don't normally worry us in FPL because when they're injured, we don't own them. But it's a bit annoying if you're paying for a premium striker, isn't it? And he's getting injured all the time. And it's the muscle injury thing as well. I mean, if it's if it's if the stats we looked at, uh, so he's missed what sixteen games last season for Dortmund. If these were impact injuries, right? I mean, some a broken bone or or something like that, where you know he's had a rough tackle. Fine, it's it's episodic. I think when it's muscular and it's recurring muscular issues, and you even see that in 2020 season, um, he's had knee problems. So when it goes into an area where it's hard to assess, you can basically see Pep just coming in on a Friday going, look, we need to assess Haaland. He should be okay, but we'll manage him. That's just not ideal. When you're paying for the guy that amount of money and you're even looking to captain him potentially. So I think the injuries is a massive red flag. It's a red flag in terms of, Picking the guy, captaining the guy, what happens when Champions League comes in, you know, we, he might look at his pedigree in the Champions League and say, he's going to be my midweek guy. What happened to Mares last season, right? He could be the Champions League guy. So monitoring injuries is, is a big one. I think that's one of the main things. But then when the guy's priced at 12 million or 11 and a half, 
you sort of can hop on and off in terms of yeah. you go for a cane when he's injured and you come back on to him when he looks solid and he's he's looking to get a string of starts. So you've mentioned the man there and I think it's going to be so hard to talk about Haaland without talking about Kane. Kane plays yeah. 90 minutes, he's on penalties, he plays every single game and like we said he's not got that that um competition like Haaland potentially will. There is, there is that discussion I think that has to be had because do you go with Kane, who you know is going to be playing all the game? Even with five subs, he's going to be playing every, you know, every minute of every game pretty much. Haaland, there is not that possibility because Pep is going to be rotating him at times and he is going to manage him. Is it going to be that that is the decision to make? If they have very similar fixtures to start with, that's the decision that people are going to have to make. Absolutely. I think this will be the key. Predicting Haaland's minutes against a 90-minute a, a cane is going to be the decision. For me personally, it's going to come down to when I feel Haaland is ready and starting, he's way above Kane for me right mm-hmm. now. And that happens to be the start of the season because I know uh, he'll have a preseason with City. He will probably look to start the, the the initial games. And also it's a time to then assess, right? You'd rather be wrong having owned him than being wrong kind of missing the bus. So that would be my approach. And if I see that you know, he's getting the starts, he's getting consistent minutes, then he probably is the go-to guy. But if our fears are true that he does need to be managed, he maybe doesn't play three games a week. He's a young guy. He probably could, but you just never know how Pep starts him, right? And I mean, you've already said he's almost got one XG per game, Uh, one uh, XG per game, hasn't he? So even in this, if he's playing 70 minutes or whenever he plays, he's still going to be getting those chances and he's still going to be like, you know, scoring quite well for us anyway. The big thing I think, like we we discussed on the previous stream, uh, was that um, uh, the interesting thing with Kane is that Son's there. You know, yeah. with the the big thing with Haaland is if I'm looking at that City team now, Haaland's the one I want to own. There, there's there's nobody else there. De Bruyne obviously would be lovely to own, but he's going to be too expensive to own him. Hannah Haaland and you know Salah, and KDB is going to be the one that we don't really choose. Whereas Haaland is that one. He is he is that one City player. And if you're going without Haaland. Who are you going to be picking for City? And I know, I think you've mentioned before, maybe Foden. Yeah, Foden could be an option. Depends on how kindly he's priced. If he's around the eight, eight and a half million, then you have a decision, right? You could save three million, go for a Foden, especially if they're having good, similar expected minutes. But the option isn't there if you wanted to captain, for example. You wouldn't captain Foden. So I think that that's definitely a consideration. You do have a son. Whether you can afford a Salah, son and Haaland remains to be seen how, how kindly son is priced. But I think that is definitely a consideration because I agree with you, De Bruyne, if he's not on pens, if he's not getting into the box as much because Haaland will sit in the box a lot more, Mm. we'll see, right? He will probably have more assists. I mean, he had a terrible season for assists this season. Um, He'll probably go back to the season's past where his ex, you know, his XA is through the roof, one of the best in the league, but then his XG or goals created or goals scored is, is pretty poor. If that's the case, he may not be worth the 11, 12 million when you have a Salah or a son in that position. Yeah, it's going to be so interesting this year because we're all going to want Haaland and he's going to take up 11 to 12 million up top. Everybody's going to want Salah or Son. That automatically takes up 11 to 13 million. And then everybody's going to want one of those premium defenders. Your, Your budget is going to go out the window straight away, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, one good point raised in the chat is um, uh, the World Cup year. So this is the year that we'll have the break. And Kane obviously will play 90 minutes times wherever England get to in the World Cup. Haaland's going to sit out. So another reason to have him. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. I mean, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I mean, we're we're getting towards that 20 minute mark now. So I do want to kind of wrap things up if we can. When we were looking at this at the very, very beginning, the big question that kind of is on our thumb now is will Erling Haaland break FPL? 
So in your opinion, will he break FPL? And for me, the definition of break FPL is everybody will own him and he's going to just destroy the league in terms of he's going to be getting 30-odd goals. What, what do you think? Will he break FPL? He very well could. Mm. I mean, I, I do fear that, that um, he's, he's nailed, he plays every game. And as you mentioned, he's going to score a goal a game when, yeah. when he starts. The, the, this is why we wanted to highlight the injuries point that I think the play with Haaland is when he's fit and he looks to be a starter, you have to own Haaland. That's at least, that will be my approach. And, and I think most managers will go with that. And if he's not, and you sort of see later on that he, Pep is being Pep, then you sort of jump off and that will be key how you manage. And when you get into a Haaland, maybe around the World Cup, maybe around the non-Champions League uh, weeks, yeah. that will be the key. But it's going to be painful uh, for the weeks that you, you go against him yeah. or you choose to go for a Kane. I mean, if Kane has Norwich, I mean, Norwich doesn't, ex- uh, you know, Fulham and, and Forest home games in a row, it's going to be a tough call to go against Haaland and go for a Kane and kind of switch back. It will. I, I think he's perfect. I think he is perfect for FPL and perfect for the league. Perfect for FPL because I think when he's injured, he's injured. You know, he, he's he's out. He's not going to be risking things. He's going to be, right, let's manage him. He's our star player now. And I feel like that's perfect for FPL. I also feel like when he plays, you know, when he gets those minutes, he's going to be he's going to be scoring. He's going to be... I, I can imagine him like Aguero. I can see him in games getting four or five goals. Yeah. Um, and then, he, you know, he won't play for a bit because he's being rested. And then he'll come back in and he'll get a brace. And, and I feel like it's going to be that kind of a player. And we've wanted that kind of a player up top for so long to, to kind of challenge Kane. And the fact that we've got so many options coming into the league now, I think is absolutely brilliant. Um, Praz, thank you so much for joining us. That was much more successful the second time, wasn't it? <laughs> it was very much successful. And uh, look, I, I enjoy this and we should... Uh, for the for the viewers and listeners, we're going to do these short and snappy videos on various topics that are of interest during preseason, and hopefully they uh, you know they come across as punchy and uh, informative. So it was it was a pleasure. Andy. Exactly, yeah, and it's a pleasure as always having you on, mate. And um, yeah, well, like 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 Praz said, we are going to be doing these every week, and we've got some really good topics to uh, to bring up with you. So everybody in the chat, thank you for joining us. Everybody that's listening, thank you for joining us as well. We hope you have a good evening and enjoy the break from FPL as well. Although we are starting to trickle through a little bit of content for you. Um, So we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.